Hey everyone, Josh Feldman here, your host of the One Day or Day One podcast. The podcast where we interview individuals about their life transformation. We'll talk about where they were, where they've gone, and what it looked like along the journey. We appreciate you joining us, and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to episode four of One Day or Day One podcast. Today I have Colin McCulloch with me, and he is uh, he is about to go on a, a very long journey. So I'm, I'm a little jealous, I'm not going to lie. Um, I think this would be a blast to do. Uh, but he is going to kind of talk through and share with us, um, you know, he's, he's in this One Day or Day One journey right now where um, he said, one day I want to travel the country. And... Um, so what that looks like is going to be what we're talking about today, um, and kind of what led him to that decision. And he's working towards day one of hitting, hitting the road and, you know, traveling the country. So, um, so thanks so much for tuning in. And, uh, with that, Colin, it's just, I don't even know where to begin really. Um, so you and your wife, which Emilia, correct. Yes. Yep. Um, so whose idea was this to say, Hey, let's. Let's just plan a trip, a long-term trip to travel the entire country. Like whose idea was this and how did this get started? I think traveling the U.S. was my idea, but not the traveling idea in general. Um, traveling is probably our biggest shared hobby or passion. We, we both love it and it honestly started... Probably back in 2019, we were talking about um, what kind of vacations we wanted to take in the future. You know, when we got married, we talked about traveling internationally, you know, once every five years or something like that. Sure. You know, depending on the anniversary and sort of structuring it that way. And most of the places that we wanted to travel um, that were not in the U.S. were in Europe. Okay. And so at the end of 2019, we at that point had looked at um, buying a duplex to live in, um, you know, renovating it and running out the other half or buying a house And the market at that point was just going up. And it seems like values for um, duplexes in the area, or at least asking prices were above what the value should have been. And it just financially didn't make sense. So we decided that since we didn't have any um, debt or kids or anything really tying us back, <clears throat> we would try and, um, Go travel Europe for a year. Okay, so it wasn't even so originally it, it, the U.S. It, it wasn't even originally the U.S. The plan was okay. to work remote and then just go live in Europe for a year. And and so from a work perspective, just before you get too far, so you currently own and operate your own IT company. Yes. Right? Um, and so I'm assuming that was the plan all along, correct? Yeah, so at that point, I was um, working for a different company. Okay. And then the the goal would have been just to do remote work for them okay. doing it but living over there sure um, and we had decided that with all the trips that we wanted to take to europe the biggest expense with all of that was flying back and forth mm -hmm. and so we figured we have to have living expenses no matter where we're living we might as well cut out the travel expenses and just live over there because we want to see everything that's there anyways right and obviously everybody knows that was right before covid took over mm -hmm. and that really kind of 
put a kibosh on our plans. And at that point, we said, all right, we'll wait six months, see how it plays out. And at the end of the six months, um, it's pretty close to when I started my business. Okay. And that, that was hoping with the same ability to be able to work remote um, and facilitate traveling, even if it was um, to Europe. And at that point, it was looking less and less like Europe was going to be an easy option for travel just because there were so many right. restrictions and everything going on. And, um, well, and you just, you didn't know, like, when was it going to have the next variant, right? right. And, and a variant would pop up. And or, then now you can't travel back and forth or, you yeah. know, yep. this country closes down or that country closes down. And the quarantines were a huge thing at that point yet. You know, you had to stay in this government designated hotel for two weeks if you come in the country right. and it costs you 10 grand. Yeah. Just not an easy, feasible option. Especially when the whole point is to go and see landmarks and, you know, and Correct. if that's all shut down, like, yeah. So much stuff do? was, was yeah. messed up. So uh, towards the end of 2020 is when we started reevaluating, saying, hey, it's looking like for the next few years, it's not going to be easy or realistically as feasible as we'd hoped to go travel Europe um, for this year length of time. And by the time we want to be kind of done with some of this traveling phase and settle down is about when it's going to be opening back up. So at that point, uh, we talked about it and I said, Hey, well, instead of Europe, why don't we travel the U S for a year? You know, we're not crossing borders. We can kind of go anywhere in the country um, without any restrictions or, or problems um, coming up. So that's where we sort of pivoted to that being a plan. And then we looked at different options for that, whether we'd get a, a motor home or a pull behind camper or a fifth wheel. And we, looked at a lot of the camping options. We decided we wanted to do a lot of boondocking. So camping out in the middle of nowhere, no hookups, okay. just on public land. So then you, you know, then you have to have a very specific type of camper at that point, right? Uh, to, at least a self-sustaining one. Right. Yeah. You have okay. to be able to carry enough, you know, water and food and um, either solar power batteries, generators, something like okay. that to gotcha. be able to run your electronics and get gotcha. off grid. Yeah. And with that, we decided a motorhome probably wasn't the best option because we want to be camping on, you know, public land on a two-track somewhere. The clearance of a motorhome is pretty low. They mm -hmm. have a really long wheelbase, not good for going off-road. Right. So at that point, we decided a trailer is the way to go. And we originally talked about and planned on getting uh, a bumper pull camper and a, an F-150 or a half-ton truck. And uh, we actually bought an F-150. Okay. And we were looking at uh, campers and through the process. And we just really couldn't find uh, the camper we were looking for. My wife really didn't like what most of the bumper pull options were out there. Mm -hmm. There are a lot. So hold on. What bump and pull? What is that? Is that bump, I, I, bumper pull? So like bumper pull. Yes. Okay. So it, it's the one that you just hook up to the hitch on the back of your truck. Okay. And then it, it looks like a normal camper. Okay. Fifth wheel camper is the one that comes yeah, over, the, over the, the bed. Yeah. Got to have a fifth wheel hitch that's in Correct. the center of the truck. Yep. Yes. Yep. And those yep. are a lot heavier. Typically. Yes. Yeah. yes. They're typically heavier and uh, a lot larger and you need mm -hmm. a much bigger truck to pull them. Um, yep. At least as far as the ratings and stuff go, the smallest, like the very, very smallest fifth wheel campers, uh, you could hook up to a, a half ton truck, um, but you get anything um, like one size bigger and you have to go up to a three quarter ton or one right. ton. And then you're just guzzling gas. Correct. Yeah. Or <laughs> diesel. And, uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. 
and there, there's a lot of investment costs in getting a, a diesel truck. Right. So we started looking at the travel trailers or bumper poles, um, and there wasn't a lot of the layouts that we really liked. And so towards the end of, uh, I think by 2021 is where this was, we decided to change gears and go the fifth wheel. Okay. And so then really started looking in to try and find a fifth wheel that was small enough that we could pull the F-150. Uh, and ultimately, Emily decided she didn't want to be in something that small. So we sold the <laughs> F-150 and we, we started looking for a three-quarter ton truck. And that, that was quite the process looking, you know, we just looked all across the country to try and find something that was a decent deal. Sure. Yep. And yeah, with, what's the, sorry, I'm going to pause you again. What is like the average cost of a fifth wheel? Like, I mean, you did all this research and it's probably different now than what it was just because yeah. prices are constantly changing. But like, what's the average cost of, of a fifth wheel? That's such a huge, it's like asking what the average cost of a car is. Oh, really? Yeah. So there's anything from, you can get something that's old and from the nineties and that's, that's a very different style than the current one. Or you could probably, probably just outdated five and... or 10 grand. It's very old. Oh, really? Okay. Um, you get something that's 10 years old, five years old, you're probably looking at 20 to 50 grand and you get something brand. And obviously there's, there's varying scales of, right. And you've got some that are more luxury type. Yeah. If, if you're looking at buying a, a brand new one, um, that's average or a little above average, you're probably, I don't know, 60 to 80 grand. If okay. you're looking wow. nice, you can go all up to 500,000. Wow. It's crazy. Or more. So that's the one you want. It's the 500,000 one? No, right? I don't want that. That's, that's too much. <laughs> Way too bougie. Yeah. You're not even no, camping. I, I won't be able to break anything. I won't be able to do anything. And yeah. I just feel terrible. <laughs> no. So we we started looking at yeah trucks and fifth wheels at that point. And then we ended up finding a uh, fifth wheel in, I don't know if it was Western Illinois. I think it was Eastern Iowa. Okay. Is what we found. And so we hired an inspector to go out and look at it because um, it's a long drive away and don't want to spend the time to get over there. And that ended up falling through. And we ended up uh, finding one from a private party in Illinois, okay. so, which was pretty close. It was about a three-hour drive. So we went down there and looked at that one in, I think it was Feb late January, early February. And so we bought that one Okay. Um, and took it home. And then and we started working on it uh, later in the year. Okay. So... So let's walk through that a minute. So what kind of stuff? Well, first of all, what's the average lifespan? Do you know the average lifespan of a of an RV? Yeah, it depends on how well you take care of it. Um, most campgrounds, I don't say most, if if a campground has a rule about a age of a towable it's mm -hmm. or a motorhome, it's usually about, they set it at 10 years. If it's 10 years okay. old or older, if they have a rule, Yep. They, they say we won't let it in. Okay. Now, if it's in nice condition, you send them pictures and stuff, they usually let you in, not a problem. But that okay. that's intended to um, keep out the degraded campers and stuff. Like you see, at least I do, a lot of pictures or um, even just going to campgrounds, if they don't have um, some sort of regulation like that, there's a lot of campers that'll just be sat there and they're there forever. <clears throat> you know, the, the tires are flat and they right. got tarps over them and they're just... And it's an, an eyesore. eyesore. Yeah, it's not. And, and it's just not super safe either, mm -hmm. you know, for everybody around. So, yeah, I would say 10 years is probably the usable life of one, okay. unless you're taking good care of it. Right. I mean, not that you can't get longer, but 
I mean, they're they're not built like a house, right? I mean, you're going to get leaks and, you're, you know, it's... They're built as quickly and as fast as and yeah. uh, as efficiently as they can. Right. Plus, materials. I mean, when you're you're towing things, you know, you're hauling this down the road. I mean, that there's the shifting and the things are... It's an bound earthquake to, every time you drive your house. Yeah, exactly. That's a good way to put it. An earthquake every time you drive it. Okay. So maybe you don't want to hit too many spots. You want to park it for a while, right? Well, yeah. Nah. <laughs> but I get, so okay. So what your plan is what? How how long are you planning on doing this traveling for? Uh, we'll see how it goes for the first year, and obviously, if we super hate it, less than that. Um, but if we're really enjoying it, we're planning on you know two to three years and reevaluate at that point and see how it goes. Uh, but our goal is to travel around and see the whole country, okay, as much as we can. So when is this set to start? Uh, that's a, a continuously moving, it's a date. moving target. Okay. Uh, and so every, every time we, uh, paint the target and go to hit it, something comes up and it, it moves a little bit further, but we're getting really close. We've spent the summer redoing the trailer. Okay. And our original goal, I say original, the previous hard set date was end of September. Okay. And so we're, we're and a little past that. It's, it's middle to end of October. Of October. Here. Yeah. And, uh, rent of, Renovations took a lot longer than we planned on. Okay. So we decided that um, while the, the camper we bought was nice enough on the inside, it was in good shape for what it was. We bought a 2015. Okay. Um, it just felt like a camper. You know, and we decided we're going to be living like in it. Like a weekend getaway yeah. camper. Like not the inside a of it live in it. like a camper. Yeah. You know, the, you've been in a camper, you know what it yeah. feels like. Yeah. It's, it's a temporary place and it's... I don't know, it's just kind of outdated. Feels yeah. a little bit cheap. Right. It's not great. I mean, it's it's really fun for a weekend, like a good yeah. time getaway, and they can be really nice. But it's there's still just the feeling about it that's yep. it's a camper. Mm-hmm. And so we decided that we were gonna at least give it a superficial renovation and give it a facelift and make it more like a tiny house on the inside. Gotcha. It's a lot more like home. It's a new countertops, floors, yes. paint so, the cabinets, maybe that kind of stuff. So we took out everything that was easily unscrewed. Okay. And plus a little more, we took out the carpets, which was a huge pain. Yeah, I bet. There was a, but it probably changed it quite a bit though, right? Did you do hard floor? Huge. Yeah. Okay. So we, we took the carpets out. It's got three slides in it, two in the main living and then one up in the bedroom. Okay. And there was carpet in one of the slides in the living room and the slide in the bedroom, the bedroom and the closet. And so we, we pulled all that carpet out, which is a huge undertaking <laughs> because they build the campers with the flooring and everything first and then put the walls on. So the carpet goes across oh. the flooring, wraps under it, and then is like stapled to it on the underside. Then they put the walls in. Oh, wow. Okay. So to take the carpet out, it, pretty much the only option at that point is you have to go around the outside with a razor blade, right? cut the carpet out, and then go back around the outside with the pliers and pull everything out that's on the edge. Oh, man. Which sucks. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. So that, and that, then putting the new flooring in is that was the worst too. Part. Yeah, honestly, I would way rather put new flooring in than pull the old carpet. Well, yeah, out. So that's true. Because you can kind of tuck the flooring underneath. It it right? sort of butts up to the walls, and then okay. you just leave it there and it puts a little bit of trim to kind of cover yep. the edges there of it. Go. Yep. Um, but yeah, the the flooring was a bit of work, but honestly, it wasn't terrible. Um, yeah, not, none of the renovation was was super annoying, except for the the painting was okay. was a little bit a uh, little obnoxious. So was this interior painting or exterior? Yes. So interior okay. painting. So we we took the carpeting out and then we unscrewed as much as we could. Took out the the countertops, took out the stove, um, took out obviously like tables, chairs, that kind of stuff. Took all the cabinet yeah. doors out, 
And then we decided we we're going to paint certain cabinets, leave other ones. So we took out the stuff that we we're going to paint um, that was removable and then taped and plastic everything else. And then the, the idea was to use a uh, paint sprayer okay. to just paint the whole thing and have it be really quick. It was going to be simple. Just a little sh- sh- and you're but done. It, it didn't turn out that it, way? It did not go that way at all. Oh, no. Um, well, I imagine when you're using the spray gun, it, it works good, but it does. I'm sure you have a lot of settling, right? Is it yes? So it probably took forever, or you got it all over everything. Well, the, all over everything wasn't a problem because we had taped and plastic, plastic, right? Literally yeah. everything that we were going to. So as long paint. as you did good so job with your deal. prep work, yeah, correct. And so we we did a lot of prep work. We sanded the walls. We did TSP on them to clean all the dirt and junk and grease and stuff off of them. Yep. And then hit it with a paint sprayer, and on the the initial spray, it looks good. You turn around, spray the next wall. You look mm-hmm. back at the first wall, and it just runs all over the thing. Oh no! It's so bad, and that was operator error then, right? I don't know if it's entirely. <laughs> well, I, it's, there definitely is some operator but, error in there. Um, yeah. But at the same time, though, too, like spraying that on that kind of material because it's not drywall, correct? So it probably does. The you maybe almost had to like problem. sand it down to get it to have like a surface for because it to hold it's it's. Paneling and then on top of paneling is, um, it's it's a type of wallpaper. Yeah. And so the the idea is you scrape up the wallpaper enough that it gets a good cling surface and, and then, then you paint can, on top of it yeah. and it sticks to it. It should be fine. Next time, just do wallpaper on it. Yeah, that we you were trying to get away from that as as a whole. Well, I know, Go but like, could wouldn't that be an easier option? Oh, it, the, <laughs> I mean, I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know. It, I, okay, well, if you got like a paint color, <laughs> we did do some wallpaper, so okay. we'll get we'll get to that. It's not too bad, but it's a bit of a pain. Um, okay. The uh, yeah, so the, the spraying went terrible. The first coat was was awful. I mean, I got the whole thing done, um, but then there were runs everywhere. We had to go back and sand off, and mm-hmm. that took so much time. It was frustrating yeah well and then and the sanding you get the dust everywhere and that's a whole nother yeah right. so we had to go back through and yeah level out all the all the, the runs and then just did one wall in the bedroom for a second coat attempt and it just moved so fast to try and not get it to make runs yeah and let that finish off and it did pretty good i think there was maybe like one run on the wall that at that time and it wasn't wasn't terrible but the coat was so thin to achieve that you would have had to do so many coats right be ridiculous so from there we pivoted and we tried rolling one of the walls mm. and that worked fantastically okay so if you're ever going to redo a camper don't spray the walls roll Just roll it it's it's so much better. not that much wall surface so yep. so we we switched up and we rolled everything after that and two coats later it was perfect there you go nice yeah. so that, that that was the biggest heartache of of doing it was trying to save time by spraying it and realizing it just has to be rolled. Yeah. Bought a, a big chunk. It's like five by seven butcher block um, tabletop off of a. I think it's from an old, like they, they used to make them for schools or something like that. Okay. It was just leftover piece. And then cut that into an island and a couple countertops for next to the stove to put that in. And, you know, found a. a undermount sink to put in there that, that was a good process it's really hard to find a a smallish undermount sink that's black that your wife approves of oh really? you, you wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't know it but well you it's know really it, it was hard to find it was already a difficult and then you said that your wife approves and then it went from nearly that's impossible that's that's it, where it just gets thrown out nearly impossible at that point yeah so yeah we get new countertops got everything painted up um 
took out the when we bought it the people before us had actually bought it to full time in and oh they, really they okay. had put a um it's like a composite countertop kind of thing in the back where the couch used to be okay and it was it was pretty industrial looking so we took that out put a couch back in the back where it goes and then put a desk for me in the one of the side slide outs and then i'm going to get like a big curved monitor to have just a single okay. one because there's not a lot of space to mount two of them but if i get right. one extra large one right plus then you're pretty good laptop screen will help too right so okay yeah. so we, we got all of that done and now we just finished up doing the backsplash we ended up doing like like three quarter inch square mother of pearl okay the whole backsplash to go with it and then there's uh we painted the the main interior it's like a cream white and then the accent is a almost a forest or jungly green Okay. So like the TV cabinets, that color and the backsplash and the stairs and the, the island. So what I'm going to need to do is, so we have a handful of individuals that are just going to be listening to this yep. on different platforms. And then we're going to have an actual video part of this on Spotify or, uh, oh, no, take that out on YouTube. <laughs> So I'm going to have to include somewhere like uh, I'm going to need like a walkthrough or yep. photos of like, do you have a before and after we have a before we don't have an after yet because we're not done because you're not done yet. Okay. Nope. But I've got some, so I need ones. you to finish that up in like we're so 10 days, like 10 days. <laughs> we, we honestly, we might actually be, we, we just finished wallpapering the bathroom. That's where the wallpaper comes in. Yep. Um, so the, the whole camper is, Relatively subtle. It looks like a, a normal house. Yeah. Essentially, but really small and with the cream and some green uh, accenting and stuff. And then the bathroom is Emilia's um, crazy space. We'll just call it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's. Do you want me to cut that word out? Oh, no, that's fine. You can <laughs> no. leave that. Um, I think she had a word for it, but it's, it's crazy it's the, space. It's that's the crazy good. part yeah. of the trailer because it's, it's wallpapered in black wallpaper with, uh, it almost looks like honeysuckle buds okay. on it. Yeah that are um like light pinkish you know yep. and then it's got mixed in um like green leaves and i, I don't even know if it's like bunches of grapes or something in there okay. too so you didn't pick it out so it's wild nope okay she, she picked was... it out she loves it it looks really cool yeah uh, but it's just it's... one of those like hey let's have fun with this room and yes let's yeah. just do something different we're on yeah. a, lo a lot of facebook pages for full-time rv groups and like rv renovations and that kind of stuff yeah and that's that's kind of a thing right now is to have the normal nice camper yeah. and then to have a sort of a wild bathroom. Really? So like the whole, the, there's a whole the RV space. community that have a whole wild bathroom thing. Yes. That is, huh. Wow. I live in a, I live under a rock. Like <laughs> just, yeah. It, you never would have thought until you yeah get into some of these forums and everybody's yeah. got their renovations well, and pictures and stuff. Okay. So I actually did. So Steph and I talked about um, potentially renting our house out for like a year yep, and traveling and we want to go out West. So like yeah. this whole topic is partially why I have you on the <laughs> podcast is because we actually talked about it and, um, I think it'd be fun. I told her like half kidding. I said, Hey, if you ever wanted to do this, I'd totally do it. And then for their, I don't know, like a good week and a half, we actually talked a lot about it and she was okay. like 75, 80% on board. That's pretty good. And I'm like, dang, at that point, that's, like this is happening, that's close. you know? Um, and we would have waited until probably summer or wait for the kids to be out of school yep. for the year. And then, you know, we'd homeschool or uh, road school, I guess you would call it. Yeah. So 
Uh-huh. Well, you're still school, you're, your camper becomes your home at that point. Yeah. Kind so, of school. Homeschool, road school, whatever. <laughs> um, and Life then, school. yeah. And then we actually, we started talking to our parents about it. Like, Hey, by the way, we're going to do this crazy thing or we're talking about this crazy thing. Yeah. And then, uh, it got a little bit real and, um, the wife's no longer on board. That's all I'll say. So we, we were I, blessed. Our I parents are very supportive. Yeah. So. I could still go. She told me I could go. <laughs> Like, fine, you go. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah I that's, don't think I'm going to leave y'all fun. here. So, yeah. yeah. But no, it uh, it's actually a very interesting thing that you say that that community, because I had a couple, um, like I just search on TikTok, right? Okay, TikTok, yeah. I know, whatever. I know I'm, a, I'm in my 30s and I'm on TikTok. But anyway, so I'm on TikTok and you can search and there's like 15 or plus more families that are posting all the time about their travel. And then they show you like, look at this view that, and like there's somebody boondocking on, on a beach. It's like, Oh, that'd be so cool. And I can work remote. Like, let's go. (laughs) But we're not, we're not going. (laughs) Maybe maybe you'll get there yet. If I can convince her, I'd be the salesman of the year. (laughs) So, and I'm not saying I'm not a good salesperson. But I just pick and choose my battles, and I don't think it's one that I'm going to end up winning. So yeah, that's fair. But anyway, so yeah, there is a, there is a community. There and, is, uh, yeah. yeah, it's so, it's so pretty big. Are you so when you hit the road, are you going to meet up with anybody, or is it like now nah, we're just going to do our thing? We we don't. Um, I say no anybody. We, Emily has uh, one friend that is or was RVing full-time, but I think they just bought a plot of land to settle down on. Okay. So as far as I know, I don't know anybody that's currently doing it, so we don't have any plans to meet up with anybody. It's just so going to kind of be us. When other, we leave, other if you than, talk to my wife... You could be our family. We could, we, we could meet up with you. You'd have to wait till like, the summer, so you'll already have, right. like, you know, a couple months, unless you keep pushing your date back, but... Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, th- there is a, a Facebook group um, that we're a part of that's... Um, I think it's full-timers under 30, Okay. That the goal well, of, I wouldn't be on that one. That's it, it, it's it's liberally under thirty. Okay. Uh, gotcha. And the goal of that group is just to connect full timers and have them meet up and um, meet new people doing the same kind of thing. So we'll we'll get involved in that a little more as we start traveling and meet okay. up with some people. You probably don't want to start with that though either. You know, no, you kind of want to. I think we'll we'll ease into it a little bit and enjoy um, going through the learning process yeah. and the startup process on our own. Yep. Um, We've already we've already started some of that. We moved into the camper full time in August, okay. And so we've been in it for two months now. Yep, which has gone pretty well. Glad that we started doing it here, which was the goal. Um, my parents have a large pole barn that we parked it in for the summer that we were renovating. Yep, um, in the pole barn, and so you're living in it and renovating it a little bit. Yeah, wow. so we, we did complete all the major renovations um, to get it livable before we moved in in August. And then we moved into it in a campground two miles from my parents' house. Okay. So it was right around the corner. All the oaks, right? All the tools. No, actually it was uh, Chapel in the Pines. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So I'm like, there's two in Hudsonville that I know of. So yeah, (laughs) it was a good chance. (laughs) And so, yeah, the goal of that was to kind of get the kinks out, break everything that was going to break on the first run and yeah. um, also be really close to home where it's really easy to fix things yet. Right. Uh, and yeah. so that, that worked out well. We did break a few things. Our uh, power converter went out, I think, the first week, which is what converts um, the AC power to DC, which is what okay. runs all of our lights and a lot of the appliances and stuff. So how does that break? Is it, just, it was old? It just and... died. 
Okay. Huh. It's, it's yeah, just, just yeah, too many commu- go computer out. monitors hooked up on it or something. <laughs> not, or? not even. <laughs> yeah, I would just went to. Uh, I got home one night to go to bed, and the refrigerator was beeping at me. Mm. I was like, "That's kind of weird." I don't know. It usually only beeps if the power's off, um, but the lights and stuff still worked. So I thought it was odd. Checked out the fuses oh, okay. and stuff. Couldn't figure it out, so I just shut the power to the fridge off for the night and went to bed. Got back up the next morning. And as we were getting ready in the morning, the lights just slowly got dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. It's like, oh, it seems like it's a problem with the battery. That's uh, what's well, a power problem here. So checking the batteries, yep, sure enough, they were pretty much dead and went and checked on the power converter and it just wasn't charging the batteries anymore. Gotcha. So we grabbed a car battery charger from home to look yep. us through for a few days and got a new power converter on order. Okay. We got that installed. But yeah, that was the Yeah, because if you're on the road, break. where do you where does you have that shipped? Like where do you go to get that? If you're ordering like Amazon, you can ship to Amazon lockers. So those are okay. kind of around the country. Um, a lot of stores and stuff have them. So you could ship to like Walmart or something. Yeah. and Or okay. CVS or something. They've got lockers in them. Or okay. if you're ordering things and you need to ship to like an actual address, usually you can just ship it to a post office and the post office will hold you to pick it up. Gotcha. Huh. Yeah. So like what do you do for mail? Like if... If you've got mail, that like, where's your home address? Like, do you even have a home address? Yeah, so we'll, we our home address is currently set to our parents' house okay. or my parents' house, and we'll just leave it as that while we're traveling, so okay. that we've got a, a legal home address to send all documents and that kind of stuff. Gotcha. And we'll just have them. Over so that's there. nice. So, but if somebody doesn't have like family back, well, I guess home is wherever you make it now. Yep. But like, yeah, that's a, that's an element I would have to think There's, about. Like, how does that, you know? Hmm. There, there are services for that. So you sign up with yeah. a service and they'll give you a permanent address you can have as your home. Um, and I think there's a couple different states you can pick from. And then they'll collect your mail and you just tell them where to forward it all to as it gets sent to your gotcha. address. Gotcha. Huh. There's ways around it. Yeah. There's enough yeah. people doing this I mean, now that it's, it's kind well, of an industry. And that's just it. I mean, the idea of this now, knowing that there's quite a few people that that do it it's really not all that it's not all that out there and honestly here's what i'll say too like i'm in the mortgage industry Mm -hmm. i'm trying to help people buy houses houses are expensive and interest rates are higher now yep and the amount of a mortgage payment is getting kind of stupid right (laughs) i mean if i'm going to be honest it's stupid (laughs) but if you have an rv I mean, there's still expenses. I mean, you, you yeah. have the cost of the lot, which you might be two grand a month, depending on the type of places you can. Yeah, unless you, someplace unless really you nice, boondock, really right? Expensive. If you boondock, that's there's no cost. You're just literally on land. Yep. Um, and but, there are restrictions depending on where you're at. You, know, you can only stay in a, a certain piece of land for 14 days. You know, if you're in a... Uh, Bureau of Land Management property out west that's, you know, a million acres. You can only stay in that million acres for two weeks and you got to move somewhere else for really. like a week worth of period. Something. So you can't like permanently live in gotcha. one space all the time. But like how is any, is anybody really regulating that? I mean, yeah, I mean, if, if, if you go a hundred miles down the road and you're still in the same million. Yeah. Like that's, that's kind of like in the air. And I'm sure there's, there's people out there that patrol it somewhat. And yeah. I, mean, I think it'd be. Pretty obvious that you're in the same spot. But a, a million a acres? Time. I don't make stuff up. You're okay. Right I was going to say, I'm like, dang, I got <laughs> you going to drive around the country like six <laughs> times. And then now you're more than that. I don't know. Because, I mean, it's like, <laughs> it's it's probably like, no, a, a million, million, million acres. It's not miles. But yeah, it's, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. A million acres is probably... It's a little exaggeration. Yeah, I know, but I'm trying to think like what a million acres is now. You got me intrigued on that. I think it's 600 acres in a square mile. So. Okay, so that's really not that. That's not as much. So it's like, oh gosh, I don't know, two, 200 miles? No, because that'd only be... I'm only 1,200. Hey Siri, do you have do you have a smartphone? Yeah. Google how many mi- <laughs> how many, many miles in one million is, acres? Let's see, that's one million acres. This is now. This is uh, fifteen hundred and sixty-two square miles. Okay, so that was so one thousand five hundred sixty-two square miles. Is that's like acres. That's a lot. <laughs> Michigan down to. <laughs> Florida. <laughs> it's, it's only a, like a third of the country. Florida country. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So not actually a million. Not, not actually but, a million. Uh, it's probably, probably more like a thousand. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I was talking about how it's stupid expensive for mortgages. So is So have you done research to see like what the average cost? And I know it's going to vary depending on if you're boondocking or if you're not, or if you're going to bougie campsites or if you're going to, you know, lower end ones, but like, what's, have you kind of gotten a sense of like what an average cost of living would be on the road? Yeah. I would say if you're in a, I don't know, middling cost, you're probably looking at 500 to 800 or a thousand dollars a month. If you're just booking a campsite. That's um, just for the just the, for the campsite. The campsite, right? Yep. Because and then on top, I mean, your food costs don't really change. That just varies by whatever your local market is that you're in. And your water and electricity is included in that, unless of course you. Generally, yeah, water is included depending on the park. Um, the lower lower rent ones sometimes they charge you electric on top. Oh, really? Well, it's part of your lot cost. It's not like a monthly like. No, yeah. So if you're booking by the month, some of the campgrounds charge you electric separate from what your oh really monthly lot oh. cost is. So you'd pay five hundred bucks okay. a month for the lot, and then you're paying electric on top of that. So gotcha. So whatever it ends up being one hundred fifty bucks because campers are very inefficient when it comes to storing heat. Yeah, that's or true. cold. Either yeah. one. Uh, right. Air conditioning right. costs a lot. Yeah, and there's not a whole lot of insulation no. in those either. So no. we we have a, a four season model, and it's. Mm. Um, Really, four season models are probably like a three season model, because what season? At, at least in the north half of the country where we get snow, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, freezy season is not great for campers. They're really not designed to live in freezing weather in them. Um, they're designed for vacationing in the summer, or the spring right. or fall, where your coldest is like fifty degrees or right. something like that. So, are you going to avoid? Cold temperature areas? Yes. That's our, my goal is I to would. live where it gets maybe 45 degrees to the lowest. At night. At night. Yeah. Yeah. Throughout the year. So and I, it's, I, you can have a fire if yeah. you're comfortable. Yeah. It's so not, it's like living in fall weather at the worst or maybe spring weather. Yeah. And then just kind of stay at least on that skirt and then as it warms up, move north. Right. Well, I can tell you from experience. So when I go up north to go deer hunting. Yeah. My dad has a fifth wheel that he pulls. It's got an electric setup. It's got a septic tank. So he hooks it up for deer hunting season. Mm-hmm. Um, during the summer, it's parked by the, the cottage and like nobody really uses it then. So it's it's deer camp and it's old. Okay. Yep. Um, when we get up to deer camp, the heat's not on it. 
So, right. and there's snow on the ground. So when we go to heat that sucker up, like it takes all night. So we have a space heater. Yep. I think I, for sure in the living room and then it's a fifth wheel. So he's got the, the upper section and I think we have to do a space heater up there and the heat's running. Well, one time it went up there. Um, we couldn't get the heat going. <laughs> like we, so my brother had to like take all this stuff apart. I'm like, I don't know what you're doing. Like he figured it out. He's, he knows how to do all this stuff. And, and we ended up getting it going, but that was three hours into it. It was already, you know, towards the evening mm-hmm. and it's like 28 degrees out. It was awful, but we, it <laughs> yeah. eventually warmed up. But the second you open the door, oh, all yeah. of it's, it's gone and it's like 20 minutes to get right back <laughs> to where it was. Oh man. So yeah, that's, you're definitely going to want to go where it's warm. That's the goal. But if it's too warm, yeah, it's the same thing with the yeah. And you're dealing with air conditioning, and you got to keep the reflection, the reflective uh, machine on the windows to keep the right. the sun out, keep it so, cooler, and yeah, yeah. Yep. So it has its it has its downfalls. It has its less. But at the end of the day, like you know, you get to go travel and see. So okay, so That's give cool. us a bucket list. Where are like five places you're one hundred percent absolutely hands down you're going to see we really honestly haven't gone through and picked specific bucket list places um like i said we we both really like to travel so we've both been to a lot of places and we're we're looking to hitting a lot of those looking forward to hitting a lot of those again Uh, we want to hit as many national parks as we can We, we are both nature enthusiasts and love hiking backpacking camping Kind of have to love camping to go live in a camper all the time. Even yeah. though Emily says it's not camping because it's it's because uh, it's home. It's too bougie. It's gonna be our home. Yeah, so right. that doesn't count. So we'll we'll also be bringing um, backpacks and a tent, so that if we want to actually go deep into the woods somewhere, we can go do that. But yeah, so we're we're looking to hit as many of the like the national and state parks as we can to check out all the the natural wonders that are out there. Uh, we enjoy going to like historical districts and seeing that kind of stuff. So I would say, okay, one of the things on the bucket list is going to be um, Charlotte. Um, what is that? South Carolina. Okay. And it could be. You could I, be wrong and I wouldn't know. But I, yeah. think it, I think it's South Carolina. It's, it's either South or North. Terrible. Yeah, I don't remember. I thought it was Charlotte, North Carolina. It, it might is be it North South? Carolina. It might be. It's on Emily's bucket list, not mine. Okay. Um, Charlotte and one of the Carolinas. Yep. Yep. <laughs> So Emily really wants to go there. She thinks it's beautiful, and that, that'll definitely be on our hit list. And other than that, um, we just kind of want to see everything. I bought Emily for Christmas, I think it was last year, a book of, uh, it's like a thousand things to do in the United States or something like that, and it oh, breaks wow. it all down by state. Okay. And so we've got a huge list of all the major natural things to do in a state, like the historical things to do, check right. out like these different attractions in the cities. Or nature, stuff. We're hiking, like, yep. yeah. Yep. So we're, we're planning on doing it for so long. We're hoping to, we're kind of planning to tackle it just state by state as we go mm-hmm. and say, okay, we're, we've been here. We've kind of seen what there is to see in this state. Um, at least as, as far as what we've been interested in, let's move on to the next state and then we'll research and see what's in that state to go do and see that kind of stuff. So we're, yep. we're sort of planning on to more, um, methodically cover the country and see everything there is to see as opposed to just bouncing around and hitting um, specific hot, hot, hot spots in certain places. Right. Well, and if you can handle it and, you know, like you don't hate it after a month or two, right? Correct. Then That'll you know you're in for the long haul. Then you don't have to rush to do it. Right. You know, which, 
Which when we were originally talking about doing this, we, we talked about just doing it for a year, like we were talking about doing for Europe and then thought it through and thought, you know, there's about as many states as there are weeks in the year, which gives us about one week to do per state on top of working full time. Right. That's not yeah. a lot of time. No, sorry. My stomach's over here. <laughs> <That's growling. okay. laughs> yeah, so, no, one, one week to do everything in a state yeah, that's while a working. Yeah. So that's why we decided to push it out and um, do a few years. Yep. So that way we can spend a couple of weeks in each state. And obviously it's going to vary a little bit based on the state. Right. You know, you've got Texas multiple, versus Rhode Island. Right. Yeah. Multiple months. things to see. And yeah, yeah, I mean, it's not like you're not on vacation. You're still working. Yeah. So let's talk about your documentation when you're on this trip. Yep. Okay. Or when you're living on the road, I guess is what I should should call it. So do you already have like a YouTube channel, a blog? Like, do you have that stuff already set up? Because you're going to do it, right? That, that is the I mean, plan. You don't yeah. travel the country in an RV and not document it, right? Yeah. So we, we are planning on setting up an Instagram page and a YouTube, but Emilia um, has not thought of any approved handles for either of those yet okay so we gotta so i, I gotta can't think of a name for a my listeners so yet maybe maybe uh in the next 10 days i'll be able to get out to you can throw it okay or something and then we'll throw it in the we'll throw it in the link yeah you, you can put that in with the little video the yeah before and after there you go see because we you know you got to have a following that's, um that's if you don't good. have a following <laughs> then what did it even happen you know so i mean it did but yeah 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 so we we are planning to document it um, and, and start the YouTube channel as much for ourselves as for family, friends, or anybody else. Just so we have a record of what we did and we can look back on it um, and see the sites that we've seen already and, and remember them. And also just to share with family and friends back home so they can kind of follow along with our travels. You know, we don't have to um, text everybody a thousand pictures in a day and right. annoy the family group chat kind of thing. Right. Just go yeah. to the YouTube channel and look at our videos. That they go watch to. it. If you want to know, just look there. It's, it's going to be a, a crazy adventure. We're planning on just working remote as we go and um, kind of just living life as it comes at us. We're not uh, planning on making a huge itinerary for this thing. We're just going to go out and do it. Yeah. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. 